0: Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Now we said go to 2 Corinthians 4, 2 Corinthians 4, and we're going to go down to the 18th verse, amen? It says, for we look not at the things which are seen. Are you looking at the things which are seen this week? Looking all around, there's all kinds of things that we can be looking at, amen? But at the things which are not seen, what are we supposed to be looking at? The things which are not seen. You know, there is a whole other world out there, in there? There's things that we can be looking at other than what we see in front of our eyes, amen? You know, we were talking about authority this week, talking about Adam, you know, how he, he became, he lost basically his spiritual focus once he was kicked out of the garden, you know, and he was drained spiritually, you know, and he became pretty much naturally minded, you know. And, uh, you know, people today, we're so naturally minded, you know, and he says, for us not to look at the things that we see, he says, but look at the things which we, which are not seen, amen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal, amen. That's good, isn't it? Let's look at Second Corinthians 4.18, the Amplified, it says, since we consider and look not, that the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are visible are temporal brief and fleeting but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting amen isn't that good that actually that word temporal you know is actually temporary if you look it up in the greek there and it describes something that is not permanent you know so they're saying that the things that are visible are not permanent isn't that true? Amen. You know, I mean, you can even look at this world and see how it's going. You know, and it's going to all change. It's not permanent. Amen. You know, Jesus is coming. Rapture's going to happen. There's going to be lots of things that change on this earth. So it's temporary. Amen. If you look at the tharsis Plus, it says the word "temporary" can be switched out for "subject to change." Amen. Well, you know, he's saying here that the uh, things that are seen, or it says here that are temporal are subject to change. Let's read it like that. It says here, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal or subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So you know, things in this life are subject to change, aren't they? And the things which are not seen are the things that we should be looking at. Amen. Did your whole life, you know, when you look at your whole life, it's subject to change. If you're sick today, That can be subject to change. If you're brokenhearted today, that's subject to change, amen? If you're in a financial crisis, that is subject to change. Everything is subject to change by the word of God, amen? Some of us are driving to a job that we hate and living a life that is hard hard to get up to every morning. You know, that can be subject to change. What if I told you that there was an ocean of healing out there for you and and you could just jump in, amen? What if I told you there was an overwhelming fountain of joy if you will just take a drink, amen? What if I told you there was a city called Prosperity Town if (laughs) if you'll just get in the car and drive with me, amen? Find your life, you know, your whole life. You you, you can change it and it's all subject to change with a big God, amen? Think about that, you know, your whole life. God can change anything, amen? Now, you may look through your eyes of understanding and what you see, you know, but that's subject to change, amen? God can change anything in your life. You know, you shouldn't feel limited. You shouldn't feel like there's something that can't be worked out, you know, because all things are possible to him, amen, our big creative God, amen? He's able to fix it. Doesn't matter what the situation is. You say, well, man, this is a situation that just can't be fixed. No, he's able to fix it. Amen. And, you know, every situation that you're facing, it doesn't matter what the situation is. You know, you may say this one is something that just cannot be changed, Jeremiah. Well, no. It's subject to change. You know, God can change anything. He breathes mm-hmm. life into people. He's, he raises the dead, and he can, he can change your situation easily, amen? He's big, and he's able to fix any situation, amen? Don't ever limit him, because he's able to fix it. Let's look over at John 5. Now, here's a man in the Bible who was ill 38 years, <laughs> that suddenly that was subject to change hey madam let's look over in john 5 real quick and the first verse here it says after this there was a feast of the jews and jesus went up to jerusalem now there is a, at jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the hebrew tongue bethesda having five porches and these lay a great multitude of impo- impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. After a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty-eight years, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? That's interesting. You know, as he's talking to us today, Is he saying, Hey, are you going to let you change your situation? Are you gonna let me fix whatever's going on in your life? Are you just gonna keep it for the rest of your life, or are you gonna let me do something with it? Amen? Well no, let him do something with it, Amen. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm at coming another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. Have you ever been in a condition for 38 years? Have you ever just put up with something far too long? Amen. I know I have. I've had situations that i put up with far too long. Amen. Dealing with a situation year after year. Have you done that? Have you had a situation you've been dealing with year after year? I remember this uh, time that I, me and my wife, we have this washing machine. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting because this uh, the washing machine, it, it the uh, mechanism stopped working, and then it like it it would rent it would it wouldn't rinse real well, and it wouldn't wash real well. So we would we wash it and we'd have to wash it two or three times, whatever clothes we washed. You know, it become a long wash. You know, you're looking like an hour because <laughs> you have to wash it and wash it again, maybe an hour, two hours. You know, but we just man, we didn't I never did fix it or put it in the shop or anything like that. We just kept washing our clothes, maybe an hour, two hours. <laughs> i just i kept putting up with it you know just kept putting up with it well, one day i decided man i don't want to see if i can fix this so i start looking up the information on it and i find out hey if i just replace this one part then the the washer will work you know and it and it'll fix it should fix the whole situation i'm not even a washer fixer you know or a real mechanical uh, but uh i thought well hey i'll look that up no so i ordered the part and I saw how they did it on a video and the next thing you know I was I'm like yeah, I can do that so I took the part off and put the part on the washer you know and I fixed it and man I, our clothes get done in like 30 minutes you know real fast you know with that washer <laughs> that's interesting to think about isn't it all the time though I sat there and put up with a washer that took me an hour maybe two hours to, to get my clothes clean or my wife's clothes or my kids clothes You know, I sat there and put up with that for all that time, you know. What are you putting up with in your life? Are you putting up with things that you could be fixing, things that are subject to change, amen? God can fix anything in your life if you let him. You know, I never thought about that I could possibly fix that situation, but God gave me wisdom and showed me how to fix it. You know, God's able to give you wisdom and show you how to fix things. He's, he's able to give you favor and show you how to fix things. He's able to give you the, the ability that you need to fix things if you let him do it. Amen. You don't have to stay in a situation that you think, well, this is impossible. No, you don't. God's got a million ways to work that out. I used to be a prayer minister and I'd pray with people on the phone and I'd tell them on the phone, you know, that when I'd pray with them. That I'd say, well, just remember, you know, God can work this out more than a million ways. And I mean, when I'd talk to them and tell them that, it just opened their mind to think about hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. he He's a big God, he could work it out. All kinds of ways, but you know you need to think about that today. He can work it out for you in so many different ways. It's easy for him. He he don't have to do anything. You know he don't have to call you on the cell. He don't have to make a cell phone call to make it happen. Uh, He he can just do it. He's God. He's everywhere at one time. It's not a problem for him to fix your situation. You know, but you got to give him something to work work with. Are you settling for less than God's best in in an area of your life? When are you going to do something about it? I mean, you're going to wait till tomorrow, and then you put it off tomorrow till the next day, then you put it off the next day till the next day. When are you going to do something about this situation? It's all subject to change, but you have to give God something to work with. Amen. Let's look over at John 6 real quick. John 6. John 6. And well, I guess we'll start at the first verse there, John 6. And it says here, after these things Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberius, and a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And they and they, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew. What he would do. Isn't that interesting? You know, it's not like God doesn't know the answer to every question, does he? But he likes to ask us questions to see if we're going to respond in faith. You know, he's he's just waiting to see what Philip's response was and if it was going to be in faith. Amen. You know, I mean, even in the Garden of Eden, if you remember Adam, he's like, Where are you, Adam? Where are you? It's not like God didn't know where Adam was. <laughs> no, he knew where Adam was. And, you know, in this situation with Philip, it's not like he doesn't have the answer to this this question that he's asking Philip. You know, he knows everything he's got. Amen. But he asked Philip. He wants to see what Philip's response is here. And, he, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. But Philip's using his natural mind here trying to do the math. <laughs> you know, that every one of them may take a little you know and that how we are though we're like well wait a minute let me figure this on paper let me get this all mentally figured out you know and but you know you can't always figure out everything mentally that God's going to do hey, amen you just need to believe he can do it that's the thing you got to believe he's got the ability and he's got he's got the power he can do he can give you favor he can make it work out in so many ways but you don't need to limit him. And let's let's go on the eighth verse. He says, "'One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, "'There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves "'and two small fishes, "'but what are they among so many?' And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in a number of about 5,000. That's a good amount of people. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them up and fill the 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley those which remained over and above unto them and had eaten notice he said there these uh, notice what peter said here he said so what are these among so many peter's like man what we have here <laughs> there's no way we can do it with what we got but that you know so he was thinking naturally minded you know he was thinking about what he had and he was thinking how can i fix this situation with what i have you know, we, we, we think this way all the time, don't we? You know, we think, well, how can I change my situation with what I have? You know, but what you have, God can use it and he can change your situation so often. But Jesus was thinking supernaturally increased because he saw and he was seeing the situation as it was subject to change. Amen. You know, if we give God something to work with, your life can be different starting today think about it if you give him something to work with he can change your situation starting today but if you don't do anything how can he change your situation you know there's things people don't realize about god you know god's he said it was finished jesus said it's finished well yeah he finished and he took care of everything right there at the cross so god he took care of everything but it's our part to do the things that he's asking us to do. You know, sometimes you may have to sow some seed. Maybe you have to do something, you know, and step out. Maybe you need to go and do, you know, take an interview. Maybe you need to go out and start a business. Maybe you need to do something, you know, to step out, you know, that he's telling you to do, you know, because, you know, he tells us all to something different to do. But we need to be led by him. But we need to do something, amen, to find out, get some direction from him which way to go, but we need to do something, you know, get the bike rolling, amen, get the moving, praise the Lord. But we have to change our thinking, amen, you know, because if we're going to think naturally and we're going to think, hey, this can't be changed, there's nothing I can do about this, then it's not going to change. We got to get to spiritually minded like Jesus, you know, Jesus was looking at this situation like, hey, we can take care of this with no problem, praise the Lord. We got these, these loaves and fishes here. <laughs> Well, the people, some people, that's crazy, but he understood spiritual things and he knew that those things could be increased. He had something to work with. He wasn't working with nothing. He had something to work with, amen? And that's the problem today. So many people don't give him anything to work with, you know, give him something to work with, amen? Now, it doesn't matter, you know, what the situation is, you know, I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about all your situations in life. Give him something to work with, amen? If that's your time, give him some time. If that's a, you know, if you have to get up in the morning, if it's just a prayer time, give him, give him some prayer time out of your day. If it's just some listening time, give him some listening time. If it's some stepping out time, going and looking, you know, sometimes you need to increase your vision, you know, get out there, walk through some big houses, you know, amen. Get some big dreams. Think big, amen. God don't think small. He thinks big, amen. Look at how he does things and, you know, look at how heaven is, you know, he has a gold street, you know, that's not thinking small, (laughs) I mean, imagine, you know, if if I had a gold a driveway out there, what people would think of me, you know, but that's how God does things. He thinks big. Amen. He well, I'll just make the street out of gold. Amen. He thinks big. Amen. And it's like when you go to think, you know, when you're looking for a job, think big, you know, think, well, hey, I'm going to get paid the best I can possibly get paid. Amen. I'm going to get the best job I can possibly get. Let's look over Romans 8 real quick. We have to change our thinking. Romans eight and the fifth verses says, "For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." How are you thinking today? Are you thinking spiritually? or Are you thinking naturally? You know, we we need. There's a big difference in the two. You know, because when you get to looking at all the things in the in the natural, you know, it looks like, hey, some things won't ever get worked out. You know, we, my wife and I were talking about Groundhog Day. You know, it's like you get up and you see the same things, you get the same job, and you do the same thing every day, and you think, man, this can't be changed. But it's all subject to change. Amen. It just depends if you want to change it with the Lord's help, Amen. You have to do something, Amen, or you can just stay on the, on the same track. You know, we, I was uh, talking to my wife the other day. We were we were talking about how, you know, the definition of insanity is doing nothing basically. And I was trying to remember exactly how she quoted that, but it's uh, basically you know doing nothing and expecting change. And you know, if you don't do anything, and <laughs> you don't give God anything to work with. How can he change your situation? You got to do something. Amen. Are you looking at situations in your life and you say, I don't know how I can change this. Or are you looking at situations in your life and saying these things are subject to to change? Amen. Uh, I remember when I, uh, me and my wife, we uh, first got married and I I actually had had a a job and I transferred to Tulsa. I was going to go to Ramah and I transferred the job that I was at to Tulsa and then, uh, after a certain point, you know, I'd had some situations there and I was really desiring to look for a different job. And I remember something my wife said to me, it was really, really, really good. A lot of wisdom in what she said. And it hit me hard because I never had the question asked to me. I just went to work to work. I thought all my life, you know, I thought, well, Hey, you just go to work to work, <laughs> you know, and that's what I did. And I didn't care if I hated it. I just went to work and to work I was trying to get money you know I mean more money than I had which was nothing was better than nothing (laughs) so I just went to work get some money you know and I remember we were looking through some ads in the paper you know people don't look in the paper much anymore but, but we were looking in the paper for a job at the time and we were looking for the job and she stopped me before we got too far and she asked me this question She said what do you want to do And, you know, that hit me so hard. I'll never forget. I never really thought about what do I want to do, you know? And some of you today, you need to think about that. What do you want to do, you know? You get up every day and you do the same thing. Are you just going to a job to get money or, or are you just going through your life, going through the ritual, you know, have you been a parent so long that you're just trying to provide for your kids and you just lost the way of what you really wanted to do with your life? What do you want to do? You know, you need to ask that question to yourself. And I'll never forget it. You know, she asked that question. And then we started looking for jobs. And I found a job that I really, really enjoyed. And boy, you talk about when you go to work and you enjoy what you're doing. It's totally different. (laughs) i mean it makes a big difference in your life think about if your life if you got up that day and you enjoyed what you're doing you know god can find a job that you can enjoy he can find circumstances that you enjoy maybe it's where you're living maybe he can find you a better place to live you know somewhere where you'll enjoy it amen he can make things enjoyable for you you know maybe it's a better school situation for your kids man maybe it's a situation, you know, that you just need to get out and meet more friends. You know, God can make it where you can meet friends and enjoy life more, you know. But you got you to gotta do something, you know. The person that sits he, what did he say to make friends? He said, you got to be friendly. So you're going to have to get out there and be friendly, <laughs> amen. You know, what are you doing you know, to change your situation? You know, the definition, like we said, of insanity, you know, is doing the same thing and expecting change. You can't do the same thing you know and expect change amen so i ended up with a job that i really enjoyed i'll never forget it turned into a prayer minister job and i'll never forget i just you know nothing like getting paid full-time you know or paid to pray for people amen that's wonderful and i get to pray with people just wonderful wonderful job you know, and I changed that from working and working hard, you know, and it's amazing God can make your situation where you're not working so hard too, you know. And you need to let God do that. Let Him fix some situations for you in your life. You know, and like I said, we're not just talking about something particular, we're talking about all your areas of your life. They're subject to change. What do you want better in your life? You know, are you making a vision? Are you getting a dream? Amen. Think spiritually, don't think like naturally like everybody else thinks, you know. Think big and think spiritually like God thinks, amen. What desires has God given you that you wanna do? Well, you know, it's all subject to change if you let God, you know, work with it, give him something to work with, amen. Let's look over at Psalms 37.4 real quick. Psalms thirty-seven four. And it says in Psalms 37, it says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Wow, think about that. He's saying that he puts the desires in there, and he'll give those desires to you. You know, that's what makes things different for people. So often you say, well, why does this person desire to sell cars, or why does he desire to sell things, you know? Well, God's put that desire in him for business, you know? Why does one want to be a preacher? And some people say that's the furthest thing from their mind. To be a preacher. They say, I don't man. There ain't no way I'd want to be a preacher. Why does that guy even desire that? Well, you know God put that desire in there You know, why does this guy desire to do these things, you know, well, you know, God puts those desires in there, you know, and It's amazing, you know, if you if you'll follow those desires that God puts in it, which are good godly desires You know, i'm not talking about desires to do things that are, you know, that are inappropriate I'm talking about desires that god's given you to advance the kingdom things that you can do to be a blessing things that can make your life better so you can be a blessing to other people. You know, think about that. You know, God will put those desires in there. You'll just you'll, you'll get up in the morning, and just desire it. You'll want to do it. You know, you'll want to be a blessing to someone else. Your whole life should be, you know, an example of being a blessing to other people. Amen. If you give, if you give God something to work with, he can help you to do it. Amen. God give, gives us desires that he wants to fulfill in our lives. Some of us need to understand that your circumstances are subject to change if you will give God something to work with. Amen. Amen. Well let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness and we thank you for your mercy today, Father. And Father, we just ask that you help some people today. I've had them on my heart today, that they're it's like they've got walls all around them, and they just see that they that they're stuck and they, they feel like they just can't get out, Father. And it's like it's like they got chains on them. They just feel like that that's how their life has to be. And Lord help them to see spiritually beyond that, like like my Paul and Silas were in the prison and they were worshiping you, and then the prison shook and the, and those walls came down. You know, well God help them to see outside those four walls, help them to see spiritually that they don't have to be stuck with you, that they're able to get out of that situation. And they're able to do the things that you want them to do. And they have a wonderful future that you have for them, Father. And Father, help them to get into that wonderful place that you have for their lives, Father. And help them to see the goodness of you father lord the goodness in the land of the living amen the goodness of god and father we just ask that you help us see how good you are for the goodness of god's what brings people to repentance it's it's not us out there father lord chewing people out or making them all scared it's them seeing your goodness and how much you want to help them father and how much you want to be a blessing to them and be a good father to them father be a father to the fatherless out there that are that are listening to me today father and we just ask for it in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in advance. And we give you all the praise. If there's someone, that, the sound of my voice, it's not saved. I'm, I'm just, I am just want you to know that you can be saved right now. All you have to do is believe God has raised Jesus from the dead. And just pray this with me. Father, I just confess Jesus as Lord of my life. And, Father, I believe that you've raised him from the dead. And I receive him right now in Jesus' name amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that with me, you're saved. And you know, you don't have to sit there and wander. You know, you can look at it in Romans 10, 9 and 10 and you'll see that you're saved. And if you just believe that and you know, let God use you, he can change your subs- your situations and, and make them subject to change and make them way better than what they are right now. Praise the Lord. He's a good God. Amen. Let us know that you got saved. Email it into us there. We'd love to hear about it. Let us know any praise reports are out there so we can let encourage other people with your praise reports we'd love to hear any praise reports that y'all have out there and uh, if you got saved out there let us know at jeremiah s ministries at yahoo.com and we just love you here we're here to be a blessing to you let us know if we can do anything for you god bless you you have a wonderful day if you'd like to contact us for prayer praise reports or offerings go to jeremiah smith thank you for listening